Hey everyone, we've got Dr. Michelle Centron with us today. She works in physical medicine and rehabilitation, trained in sports medicine. I've known Michelle for the last 29 years and I'm just delighted that she's here to share her pivot experience. There's one thing that really struck me, there's a few things actually, but I do want to say there's one thing that struck me and that is she encourages us to find that thing that we love and then dive in. So there is so much more to hear and I want you to buckle up, get ready, get some hot tea and a nice hot blanket, warm blanket, or turn her up in your car as you're driving. She's got some good stuff to share about her journey. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome to Pivot, the podcast for women who've made intentional and unexpected changes in their life and they're still winning. I am your host, Dr. Malika Turner, and I'm so delighted today. I have with me Dr. Michelle Centron. I have known Michelle for the last... 29, almost 30 years. We went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania together. And Michelle is a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor who is trained in sports medicine, located in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area. So Pivot family, I want you to welcome Dr. Michelle Centron as she shares her Pivot experience. Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much, Malika. I'm so happy to be with you. It's so nice to reconnect with old friends. <clears throat> I'm excited to share um, my journey uh, through medicine. So thank you again for having me on. Yes, yes. So share with the, the we, we've talked earlier already. I want you to share with the Pivot family about your journey. I think your journey is, this is an amazing story and just how you really got to where you are. So why don't you talk to us for those of you who are out there and, you know, women who are thinking to themselves, um, I'm really, maybe I'm not doing what I want to do, or I'm not doing what I think I should be doing. Um, you know, this, this is the kind of story that I think is going to kind of confirm that, that you want to be in place where you should be. You want to be moving in the journey, moving in the direction that you're designed to be in. So, um, Michelle, tell us your, your, your experience. Absolutely. So, uh, Malika, you and I met at IUP. Um, I left IUP in 1995 with a bachelor's degree in psychology. At that time, I already knew I wanted to pursue medicine. What I didn't have in my college years was the commitment nor the confidence to figure out whether or not this was a journey that I could actually take. Right. So when I left there... I went to work as an HIV case manager in in my pursuit of trying to keep my work, kind of bring it back towards medicine in the end and always trying to take those steps forward towards that medicine journey. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so after I worked there for about a year, they uh, ran out of funding and that left me with you know, a decision to make about pursuing further work down that line or going on back to school. So I went to Penn State. I pursued a post-bac program that kind of brought all the sciences that I needed to then apply to medical school because I knew that in that line of work, I liked the HIV aspect, the infectious disease aspect. I just didn't know how, how 
how to bring those steps back towards my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. So, um, that I completed that program, applied for the MCAT, took the MCAT, didn't do so well, don't typically do well on standardized tests. And then I applied anyway. So that ultimately resulted in me not gaining acceptance into medical school. Um, that first time. So then I went, I moved to Florida, went back into the same industry, went back to work as an HIV case manager. And that ultimately ended up being my, my pivot experience, so to speak. Yes. Um, because I, while working there, I was even more connected with physicians in trying to be that liaison between the community and the patients and what they were experiencing, you know, uh, <clears throat> and the difficulties they were having trying to stay healthy. At that point, HIV was barely developing in, the, in their medications mm -hmm. and all of these things. So... I decided that I had convinced myself that, well, if medicine didn't turn out, I was going to apply to like an epidemiology program, get a PhD. I went to Hopkins. I interviewed at Hopkins. And I think that they, my CV was fairly, I mean, my resume was very transparent, you know, and they ultimately said to me, if your goal is medicine, why don't you just pursue medicine? Wait, let's stop right there. Let me stop right there. You know why? Because so many, so many times what we do is we, if it doesn't work out, we'll, <laughs> right, we'll just find a plan B, but, but the direction that you're supposed to go in is so evident and it's right. evident to other people. <laughs> it's like okay you opening your mouth right? right you're trying to ignore what is so clear here but okay we'll entertain your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> and so so many times especially as women you know what i'm saying uh -huh. michelle uh -huh. we, because a lot of times we're we're doers we're movers we're, we're like okay if that didn't work i'll move on i'm talented right. i'm skilled i can do something else and really, sometimes, um, and, and this is to the Pivot family as well, sometimes we really just need to reflect. And I talk about this in one of my posts um, on Instagram. Um, sometimes we need to sit back and reflect on the vision and become one with it again, right? So I love how you said, even other people knew. It was so clear. And it was probably clear to you, but you were like, hey, it didn't work out, and I'm moving I, on. You know, it, honestly, in my mind, I had a plan. I, I said, I'll go, I'll get my PhD, I'll work for the CDC, I'll travel internationally, I'll, I'll do infectious disease on an, an international scale. And I had convinced myself that that was a way to achieve as close to what I really wanted. Right. But but I wasn't, I was too scared to pursue, so wow. to speak. Yeah. Wow. wow. Fear. Yeah. Yes. Fear is all powerful and will convince you that your perception is completely true. You know? Thank God for God though, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> yes. for oh, sure. he is so much bigger than fear and that is perfect. Okay. So, Absolutely. so how, so, okay. So then here's your pivot. They kind so of, they brought it to light for you. Right. At that point, I was 
like, okay, well, this is like slapping me in the face again. And so then I decided I was still working and I decided, okay, then I'm just going to dive full head, head in and I'm going to study for this test again. So I'm working my eight hours a day. I'm studying before I go to work at my lunch break. I'm studying after work. Mm. I had already been through the prep exam, so I had the materials. It was just a matter of dedicating the amount of time that this test required for you to get a good score. Mm -hmm. On the weekends, I had purchased um, prep tests, and I was doing eight hours a day just sitting, taking this test, right? Right. And I took the test again. I managed to increase my score and I was disappointed because I didn't, the second score I still didn't feel was enough. Mm, Okay. And I, um, again, nearly talked myself out of it because I said, oh, it's not going to be enough. You know, why am I going to go through this heartache again? I don't know. What am I going to do? And I had a friend at that point in my life that said, apply and let them tell you no. Mm. That point, I can't stress enough how even today I remind myself of that quote. Wow. Because all too often we can say no to ourselves before even walking through the door. Before some, right, right. We, we, we totally close the door on our, in our own face before someone can even say and and count ourselves out of what is on the other side absolutely everybody needs that kind of friend michelle everybody needs that kind of friend absolutely and he i don't think realized the impact he would have on my journey on my life forever you know right with just those words that's it so i was i applied i put all my eggs in 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 my in those in that basket and then i you know i had gotten some you know weightless acceptances and then um i the one school i hadn't heard from in new york and i called because i was desperate for an answer and the secretary wasn't supposed to kind of give me insight but she could hear, I think, the desperation in my voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, did you guys mail out your acceptance? And she said, yeah, they have gone out. You should get it soon. And I think I paused in that moment and she could hear it. She could hear that I needed something. Yes. And she said, don't worry, it's good. And I just rejoiced in that moment. Yeah. You know, I had all my, you know, all the people that I worked with rooting for me and it was a celebration before I actually had <laughs> You were like, yes, all that hard work, though. All of, the, all of the work and all of the turning away from it. And you were finally getting to that place. Yes. And so in, that was in 2003, I gained acceptance to New York College of Osteopathic Medicine. Now, from 95 to 2003, eight years to get in. Mm. That just, I can't stress the importance of finding that vision for yourself and sticking with it. Oh, can you say that again? I love that. Finding that vision for yourself. Finding the vision for yourself, sticking with it, and knowing that your path 
may not be a straight path. It might veer off into zigzags. It might veer off into hills and valleys. But at the end of the day, if you stick with it, you can achieve it. I... I think that that is so timely and that so many of us are looking for the perfect journey. We're looking for, and you said it, the straight line. We're, we're looking for, um, we're supposed to do this and then right. next this. Like we're going to go get our bachelor's, then our master's, then go, you know, we're going to do this. And then we're going to get the perfect job, get married, right. have two kids, have a fence, <laughs> the big five bedroom house. A, a yep. little dog, and then life is over. And I think that if you really think about it, that's a script on a TV show, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's a script. That's a controlled, uh, right. you know what I mean? That's, that's not, that's right. that gives no room for life to hit. That gives no room for life lessons to, to be learned. That's um, right. And so you came out on the other side of this going into um, New York College of Osteopathic Medicine. You went into that program different than had you when you left, if you had gone from Penn State. Absolutely. And I had gained world experience. I had lived my life in my 20s. I was going into medical school not feeling like... I'm missing out on anything, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my journey while I was going through it. And it was difficult and challenging and upsetting at times. But nonetheless, I don't think I would trade it for anything. Wow. Yeah. So now you're in, you're, you're, you're in New York College of, of Osteopathic Medicine. Medicine. Mm-hmm. You finish out. And so tell us, tell us just how your... You know, you've got this experience, this journey, life lessons. Tell us how you're impacting the medical world today. So, you know, I I feel like um, I found the thing that I love to do. I don't mind going to work on a day-to-day. It doesn't matter if my day starts at 7 and finishes at 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I that And that is like the one thing that I would encourage people. If you are able to dive into whatever you're passionate about um, and, and have the privilege of getting paid for it, then it will never feel like work right? because you're doing what you love. I am having an impact on young people's lives because of the sports medicine and even minority students, if they're able to see somebody like me, Mm. then that's just confirmation. Like I can do it too. You know, I can relate to this person. They actually were able to get to that end journey, you know? Yes. And I'm having an impact on elderly patients, you know, and giving them quality of life, having less pain so that they can, you know, proceed in their day-to-day functions and get back to previous levels of activities, remain independent. That's kind of the field of physical medicine and rehab is that you stress and focus on function. Okay. And so your able, you know, in, in a general 
physiatry practice, you're normally dealing with um, stroke patients, traumatic brain injury patients, spinal cord injury patients, which are a lot more traumatic. But your job um, when you're working with them is to get them independent in life mm-hmm. as much as you can, right? After this catastrophic uh, process that they've gone through or disease that they've gone through. And so um, you, you're you giving them dignity while you're doing that because then they don't have to rely on other people, you know? Um, but more, you know, in what I see on a day-to-day in clinic is more of the sports and musculoskeletal aspect and so that on a day to day is um is is what i do um if you love what you do you're likely to excel in it yeah you know and so i would just say you take the steps forward you don't you may not know how you're going to achieve that end result but as long as you take one step forward life the universe the lord will help you figure out how to get to the next step and the next step is just starting you know the important thing is starting and that's something that you said let's go way back to the beginning here when we were talking you you said something about testing well and i'm i'm listening to you and i'm like okay she is just breaking down like the medical language and she is rolling and I and I know I, I have my own opinions about testing and standardized testing and how and their ability to um their their ability to what's the word? Um capture the person. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much capture and, and, and it, it just doesn't explain um who a person is, their ability, their drive, you know, it, it really is it's 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 a sterile way of capturing quote unquote knowledge or knowledge base right. and and there are other cultural issues with it as well but i think that what i what i see in you is that it's so right to me that standardized tests while they are required to for entrance it doesn't matter your skill set if it's something you desire you can almost i mean you studied you committed yourself and it's kind of like what we put our mind to. If, right. if we, if we put our mind to something that drive will supersede, right? Unless you have an intellectual, you know, debilitating something, you know, an issue of that nature. But the bottom line is your drive, your push, your, your, I'm going to do this. I want this, your persistence, your resilience, you know, you kind of, right. all of that to me is that's what you can't test. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those are the things that kick in. And those are the things that really get us beyond and get us to the place where we want to be. And so that's why I'm so, of course, you know, I, I know you, Michelle. So I am, of course, am proud of you. But I think, you know, I feel you in that. Like, okay, I didn't test why I remember getting into, getting into my doctoral program. And I remember I, I had to take, um, I had to test before. And I chose to take the MATs, the MATs, I think. And I hated every minute of it. (laughs) And I was like, I can't do this. And I remember being accepted to the program conditionally, right? Depending on the grades, the first quarter, right? The first first semester, if you do well, then we'll move you forward. And it was like always this thing hanging over your head and you feel like you're not... 
you don't belong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're in class with people who are shooting through tests and knowledge and raising their hand. And, oh, yeah. You know. Sure. Don't don't um mistake it. When I got into Nikon, I got in under that provisional program. Wow. And I spent the whole summer trying to prove that I belong there, that I was driven enough to do it. And I remember the first semester that I was there seeing people drop off like flies. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, they have just incurred all this money. How will they ever pay that back? Right? Right. So for me, there was no option when it came to bailing out. <laughs> I came from a poor background. There was no way I was going to be able to pay that off on a, on a social work salary. Right. Not to mention it was what I wanted, but there was no option. I did not build that into my thought process, right? So when you're going through medical school, the best analogy, and it's, it's such a cliche, like people use this all the time. It's, um, try, you're trying to obtain material as if you're trying to take a drink out of a fire hydrant that's coming at you full blast. Wow. Just a whole <laughs> gush. But you get what you can get. And then there's clinicals where you relearn and you're actually able to apply it clinically because you're seeing somebody in, in front of you. Mm -hmm. So it's a constant process of repetition and getting more and more knowledge. And you, you still, I still have to go in and say, I don't, I need to review that. How does this impact this patient? You know, how, how do these treatments like that I'm going to propose, how will that impact it? You know, so you still have to do that, but it's just what you said, right. the commitment. Right. There was no, I, I wrote that down. You said, I did not build that into my thought process. And that thing is failure. Like yes. going failure. I did not. And I, I want to, I'm going to slip that word in there. I did not build failure into my thought process. There was no going home. There, no. No. And, but, but Michelle, tell me, isn't there, aren't there some things in life that are just, that's just inherently like it's there. It's like, uh, -uh I'm not failing this. I, I, I was more scared of failing out than I was of anything else. Right, right. I was like, how am I going to face my family? <laughs> how am I going to face? No way. Right, no way. exactly. And, and you know, as a, and I, I can say this, <clears throat> as, as a black and brown women in our fields, um, and you're, you know, when you're in the beginning stages, you're sitting in the classroom and you're looking around and you're like, okay. Not only do you feel like you have something to prove intellectually, but I just think that culturally you just want to represent, period. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, yes. I want to represent, we are, we, I'm here for all, I'm, I'm here for all the black girls in America. Absolutely. And you build a tight-knit bond with the others that are like you in that setting because of that. Exactly. So you say like, listen. All... <laughs> We're gonna help each other. That's right. That's right. Every black and brown woman who ever wanted to be somebody, I'm gonna make it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's really it, it it is, it's an exciting time, but it's also when you get to the other side of that, Michelle, you can 
you have so much to share, so much of a rich experience now to share with others about you can do it. You, yeah. you, you can, if you want it, you, you can, do it. you can do it and, and you will do it if you want it. And you know, if you want it, that is key. You have to want it because, and especially with medicine, this is not a journey that you want to take if you just want to impress people in your community, impress your parents, do it for your parents. All too many times I heard so many students in medical school, this is for my mom or this is for my dad. I don't even want to do this. And I'm like, why would you do this much? Like, why would you dive into this much sacrifice for someone else? Mm -hmm. There's just no way. It's so much, you know? Wow. I mean, people give give people that end up getting into medical school in their twenties. That's ten years of their life that they didn't do anything except for that. You know, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice, huge. I mean, we. I was away from family. My husband was with me. I was trying to. Ra- I had a young family, <laughs> um, so we all we had was each other through the through that process. You know, right? It, yeah. So. Um, and now you do it because you you love it. And you have to find that thing that you love and just dive in. I love that. Find that thing you love and dive in. <clears throat> so I, I think um it's so important. I, I we talked before, you know, you had been at various places, you've worked, um, but now you're back home, kinda of back in yes. your community and just kind of sharing with others and, and how does that feel? I mean, being able to be Dr. Michelle Centron and and going back (laughs) home. (laughs) It's great to be where you started, where you got your support to even pursue that journey, where you have people that like believe in you and um, are rooting for you. You know, it's um, it's just wonderful. And then to be able to share those experiences with people around you and be a source of encouragement for them. That's great. Awesome. Well, I, I, you know, Pivot Family, I, there, there was a lot. Okay, we, there was a lot packed into this. We did a, I think uh, Michelle did a fantastic job just sharing that, you know, failure is not an option if it's something that you desire. Diving into the very thing that you love and really moving forward and really then taking what you, what you get on the other side and sharing it with, sharing it with others. And so I want to thank <clears throat> Michelle for coming and just sharing her pivot experience. I know that if you go back and listen, there are some pieces that you uh, can pull for your own self and to help you to take you where you want to be and where you're moving forward. Listen, we don't have time to be fearful, correct? Correct. (laughs) We don't have the time to be fearful, but I want to thank you so much for listening in on the pivot podcast. Um, Hey, be encouraged. If you want it, you can have it. And so thank you so much. Michelle, thank you for coming in. And, and Thank you so much, Maliga. It was so nice to touch base with you. Yes. So thank you. And hey, you all have a fantastic, fantastic day. And we will be back with you next week with the Pivot Podcast.